Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And happy Halloween. We're recording. You're not going to hear this for two weeks, but it was, was Halloween say, when we recorded it. God only knows when Sky will put this up. So Merry Christmas, just in case. <laughs> and happy Easter. Yeah. Um, uh, we got them all covered. We got the big three Jesus holidays covered. <laughs> Halloween, especially. Because that's yeah. the day he rose, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's why it's so spooky. Ooh, watch out, everyone. No, wait, that's Easter. What? What's another thing Jesus did? Cured the lepers? Uh, no, this is when he had his bar mitzvah. Was that okay. Or is that on your sure. birthday? Is that Would that be on a Christmas? It's his official, like, his recognized birthday. His actual um, birthday would be in, like, March. I thought it was in the summer. It's not in December. I know that for sure. <laughs> yeah. The Christmas tree is a lie. <laughs> Most of Christmas is. It's fine. Yeah. It's almost exclusively a lie. I've already had to start lying to and Katie branding. about Christmas. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, it's all about branding. I've already had to start to lie uh, uh, to Katie about Christmas because in the Amazon package, she was like, what'd you get? And I was like, nothing. So it's just <laughs> the, f- it's the first lie of Christmas because it was a present for her. Obviously. Not just. Not, and you handled it me. extremely smoothly. Yeah. I threw a fistful of sugar into her face so she went, ah, and then I ran away with it. It was nice of you to use the sugar instead of the normal salt. Like we you were out. me. That stings. I used it up on you and your open wounds. You're a monster. Yeah. Well, it is Halloween. Spooky, spooky times. I thought Speaking about of... doing a costume and then I didn't because uh, I haven't even opened the door or gone yeah. outside. So I, I went to that bonfire last night and our friend Abby was like, you wear a costume. And Katie said, are we going to wear a costume? And I was like, we're not. I'm not going to half-ass a costume in a week. I need to spend <laughs> most of September and October working on a costume if I'm going to wear it. And uh, I did not. There's I remember lot... William Snakespeare. Yeah. There's a lot else uh, of other things going on around here. <laughs> I didn't have the space or time to build to do a month and a half long build. Well, I've always got that Peter B. Parker costume in my back pocket. That, I mean, that's cause... a good one to throw together. Yeah, it's just sweatpants and a Spider-Man shirt, and I'm halfway yeah. there. Which is probably, if I had to guess, what you're wearing currently anyway. I am wearing half of it. <laughs> Got... But which half? <laughs> a lady never tells. <laughs> uh, That's the, Sky but... and I are recording in separate places because we had I, ha- oh, I had too much Halloween going on, which wasn't that much, but it was too much to get to Sky's house. Um, so he could be completely nude, and I would never know is the uh... explanation I'm giving here. Well, I'll tell you this. I am wearing three layers of clothes. So, or not three a, layers, three articles of clothing. A hat, a single glove, and question mark. Necktie. This guy always wears a hat when we record, and he never wears pants, so. <laughs> I'm like a tree. I need, to, need my roots to have air and water. 200 plus episodes in, we're revealing the big secret. <laughs> Indeed. We're watching Pirates of Darkwater. We got real <laughs> off the rails I told real you, fast. I told you before we started, I had a lot of Halloween candy. I would hand yeah. one to a child, and then I would eat one. It was the system sure. I had. I didn't want to have too much left over. That's right. 
I didn't buy any candy yet. I'm, I guess I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, you you should go on your way to work because it's yeah. gonna be all the good stuff's gonna be picked over. I should so just go right now. You should, it, but tomorrow morning it'll be on sale. It probably isn't on sale yet. It might be. Yeah, that's I don't true. know. Because if it's on sale, you get twice as much. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but yeah, we're watching The Beast and the Bell. Yeah, it's not uh, and... about Beauty and the Beast like you'd hope. Right. That is kind of uh, misleading. Yes. Because the Although... girl's name is Belle in Beauty and the Beast. If you right. Remember. Although when this came out, um, there's probably a chance Beauty and the Beast hadn't even come out yet or had just come out. So Could this be. probably wasn't. This probably wasn't a direct um, reference to that particular movie, the Disney yeah, I version. I feel like that was 93? Uh, I know. I think it was 91? Okay. Well, I'm this, looking. I'm, I've got the title card for the episode pulled up, and it says copyright, copyright 91. Disney's Beauty and the Beast was also 1991. Okay. But it's based on a well, 1756 French fairy tale, so, you know, right. it had time to work. It was just parallel elsewhere. thinking. Yeah. You know how sometimes that happens, like Armageddon and Deep Horizon or whatever. Deep Impact. Impact, that's it. Deep Horizon was the terrible uh, oil rig that exploded underneath the water and flooded the Gulf of Mexico. Ah. One of those times that we did it. (laughs) One Uh, of those several. I think it was the BP one. Uh, That'll do it. Yeah. This doesn't have any... Well, I guess it has Blackwater, so it's kind of like that. Kind of. We do... So we get a history lesson of Blackwater in this, which is exciting. Yeah, we actually learn some stuff. And if you listen yeah. and like actually pay attention, it actually doesn't make sense. But we'll keep going. Don't do that. Uh, but yeah, so we open up. Um, I was... There we go. And we're in a marketplace of some sort. Uh, there's a weird-faced man up in the foreground. With the uh, ponytail? See... Yeah. He doesn't look like... He looks like, he looks like he belongs in a different show. Yeah, he's got... His eyes are wrong. It It doesn't make sense. No. But Red and Nidler are wandering around in the marketplace looking for supplies. Uh, If you can guess what Nidler is interested in, if you guess fruits and and pies, then yes, you are correct. I really really thought Nidler was going to go full Abu and steal a a fruit or a pie and then almost get his hands chopped off. (laughs) I feel like he could just grab an armful of pies and fly away and nobody yeah. would notice yeah. until it's far too late. And yeah. then he would get a scolding from Ren, but also they would have pie. So, Yeah, so who loses but, there? No one. <laughs> just a small business owner, and that's fine. Well, There's a bunch of merchants on the dock, but then some of the boats are also like stores at a mall. So you can go onto the boat yeah. and buy yep. what you want. Which is weird, but... I, 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 mean, I would feel like I'd be walking into a trap. Especially in this show, yeah. Yeah. But I guess if you're going from, like, market to market or, like, going to where your fruit is from, you just put it on the ship, people walk on, they buy it, they take it. You don't have to unload it and reload it constantly. Yeah, it makes sense. It's also just a weird concept I hadn't thought about. Fruit? But whatever. In general? It's fine. So oh. uh, Ren starts talking to some guys. One of them is a regular human and the other is some sort of melted wax man <laughs> I, I don't know why he looks like that but he does he was and born that right way. off the bat ren's like i don't have a lot of money and the guys are like then why are we d- why are you here guy yeah. he does the one thing i would think you would not want to do in this world is take a bag of money out and shake it for <laughs> all to see in here 
Yeah, and uh, when the pirates is in the title of your show, don't make yeah. a big show about throwing your money around. Yeah, dummy. But yeah, he he wiggles his money bag around, and they're like, "Yeah, we can hear how poor you are, so <laughs> why don't you fuck off?" Uh, so he tries to throw his weight around a little bit, and he's like, "You know who I am? I'm a prince." And they're like, "Yeah, still fuck off, actually." You know, you know what claim I have that I have no proof of? Yeah, I'm I'm a prince, you know. Yeah, so they hand him some garbage, I guess. They dress him up like a prince in garbage. Yeah, and then they kick him off the boat, as they should have, because fuck yeah. this guy. We should really start how tracking how often people fall off of boats in this show. It's, it's most like of the, the whole time. Thing. Yeah, yeah, they spend so much time on boats. It's really if there's that much water around, of course you're getting to get thrown in the yeah. water. It's the only thing it's that like could a, happen. When to a dad you. sees you on a deck at a pool, oh yeah, he's gonna kick you in. Says, "Hand me or, your phone." <laughs> Except now phones are waterproof, so anyone can kick you in anything. Yeah, I mean it's still polite to let you hand off your phone. Yeah, Nidler gives the 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 man on the boat a stern talking to as he goes to collect Ren. Yeah, he's like. Um, Listen, one day this bitch is going to be king, and he'll he'll kill you. <laughs> he'll remember. He's not going to remember. You no. Know, he's been pushed off the boat by so many people. How would he keep track? <laughs> well, the thing is, he has to write in ink, and every time he gets pushed in the water, that ink runs, so he doesn't know yeah. anybody's names. They didn't have Sharpie back then, or <laughs> in the future, whenever this is. I think it's just squid ink. Yeah. And that's hard or to get. Knowing out of this a squid. fucking show, it's probably a literal squid that you're right with. It's a Hanna Barbera, right? So it's, yep. it's got that Flintstones animals are our technology thing going on. Yeah, that does explain that. I just realized just now, live on air. So there's Look that. Look at you go. You're paying attention. <laughs> Indeed. So we cut over to the Wraith, and Ayaz is upset because he wants to leave, and there's like storm clouds coming in. And Tula's like, well, Ren will come back eventually, and we can't leave until he does that. So why don't you, like, chill out for a minute? Also, I mean, who cares if there are storm clouds? You got a fucking Ecomancer. We know yeah. from the last Ecomancer that she can just be like, she can X-Men storm that. I don't know if she's powerful enough to do that yet, but, like, I guess she that's did, true. like, control a, most of an island by herself last time. So I don't know that she can't do it. Yeah. Whatever the, that resolution was going to be, instead she sees a spooky face in, in one of the masts. Yeah, it's it's very apropos for the day, because it's <laughs> a spooky day for us. Indeed. I don't know, she just sees it, and she's like, oh, that's that's not real. But it does yeah. frighten her quite a bit. Uh, um, wh- why would she see this? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It has she no link to her. She tries to explain to Ayaz what she saw, and Ayaz doesn't see it, and he's like, oh, yeah, maybe, but here's Ren. He probably, I mean, this is the kind of society where you just go, periods, am I right? When a woman says something <laughs> silly like that, so. Could be. But they also do allow her on the ship, so they're not super beholden to that. Yeah, but do you see any of them touch her while she's on her cycle? I, well, yeah. I don't know that she's on her Ren- cycle, but I did Ren see touches Ren her touch later. her. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ren comes back, he was apparently supposed to get a, a month's worth of supplies and said came back with nothing but the money he left with. <laughs> He's got a real Jack and the Beanstalk vibe. <laughs> it does, but Just instead the... of getting beans, he still has worthless coins that you can't eat. That's still probably better than fucking just a couple magic beans. 
I guess. But I, I think Nindler does say that they did get some supplies, but they're sure as fuck not carrying any of them. Yeah. Well, it's because Nindler ate them. It's a DoorDash situation where it'll be delivered oh, yeah. later. A guy's coming in another boat. Nidler is fantasizing about melons and not like the euphemism for boobs. He really wants to eat more melon. <laughs> and then for no reason at all, the compass uh, starts glowing and shooting random lasers in different directions. And apparently it's kind of destructive because it throws yeah. a sail down. Like, I didn't think that's how this worked. Yeah, because it's never happened like this before. <laughs> the compass starts pulling Ren around. He's holding it in his hand like it's Thor's hammer and it's just pulling him around. Yeah. And he's just shooting lasers into the water and all over the place. And all of a sudden, uh, King Primus erupts from uh, from the sea as though he's King Triton in The Little Mermaid. This has such big Little Mermaid energy. Indeed. He's wearing a nice purple tunic and he's got a blue sash. And he's like, hey, uh, actually, fuck the treasures. You need to go find this bell and ring it. It'll scare the dark water away. Ren, of course, is like, well, my dad said it, so it has to be true. But also... Yeah. Why wouldn't your dad have told you about that in his death throes? Right, because he, I mean, he, he, he straight up says, forget the 13 treasures, I got a better idea. And yeah, yeah he would have started with this if this was the easy answer. If you can just ring a bell and all of your problems are solved like you're a rich kid in the 50s. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that to begin with? And in case anyone hadn't gathered, uh, based on how Sky and I are referring to this, this is clearly a trap. <laughs> Yeah, it's another trap that Ren's just going to walk foolhardy into, which makes, but, I don't know, eight in a row. I, <laughs> so and maybe we'll, 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 maybe we'll get to it later, but I don't understand how the compass was used in this way to set this trap off. It doesn't make sense. At all. Uh, which is, uh, yeah. But I guess um, Ayaz and Tula, no, yeah, Tula obviously we're not a part of that they were trapped under uh, a sail which for yeah. all it, or <laughs> for all intents and purposes of our show where it was a net thereby yeah. completely disabling them and uh you know all of their abilities so they could not hear see or function until they are relieved from the net that's just this how is, nets work this is a very net heavy episode and i felt like this is good old-fashioned classic pop culture failure yeah fair. it was like going home yeah, it felt good to me to see so many people get caught in nets. <laughs> right. Maybe we so, should, if we ever start a Patreon, that should be our first Patreon goal, is to see which of us can get out of a net faster. <laughs> we'll film it, we'll put it up on our Patreon. If nothing else, it'll certainly be a level of being a Patreon. Of yeah. the net yeah. level, which will be like the top level. <laughs> if you give us $11 once, you can see us get out of a net. Because <laughs> $22 is how much a net costs. All it is is a series of ropes. We could make that happen. Probably. <laughs> now, are you imagining like a, a throwing throw net like they got or like a, a net on a stick like a dog catcher? Throwing net. Okay. No, we get like Plaggy on the roof net. and he throws a he throws a net on, <laughs> onto us and it has those little weights on it. Right. It, it really doesn't look that hard to get out of. I mean, maybe, if we get maybe... enough. Sorry, go ahead. I was I think I was making the same point point you were. If it was a big enough net, it's going to be hard. But all the nets that we see on these cartoons are very small, probably like six yeah. feet in diameter. It looks like a which, like trying to get out from under a blanket. Yeah, a weighted blanket, which I have. It's not that hard. Uh, I was gonna say if we get enough Patreons, we could get one of the guns that shoots a net, and that would be fun. <laughs> you know, like the. Net I think cannon. we would have to contact somebody from MythBusters or something to build us one. Yeah. 
I know they've I done mean, it. It's just a potato gun with a net shoved in. There's a t-shirt cannon. Hmm. I think we could Very work easy it out. Are, are intriguing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we should just build one for fun. <laughs> yeah. For a second, when you said gun, I thought you were going to talk about a stink gun, like a lizard gun. But... Oh, no. That'll be the next Patreon goal after that, as we get sprayed by lizards. <laughs> Man, Placky's gonna get a lot of play out of this Patreon. He's uh-huh. gonna spray us with sprays with a gas gun. <laughs> Just comes out with a fire extinguisher and carbon monoxide us. <laughs> or excuse Did me, it. carbon dioxide. Yeah. Get it right. He wouldn't want to like uh, intentionally kill us. No. I mean, he'd laugh but if he, he would did accidentally. it by accident. Yeah. He's a nice so- boy. <laughs> so Tula and Ayaz get out from under the, the sail. And uh, Ren tells them, yeah, we got to go to this place and ring this bell. Uh, fuck the treasures. And they're both like, is that smart? Is that a good idea? Why? Yeah. But Ren is all hopped up on seeing his dad. I saw a water ghost, man. We got to go. <laughs> Look, we all saw the Lion King. My dad appeared to me <laughs> as a well, these, ghost in a cloud. These so guys have not seen the Lion King. Because it's 1991, but they've probably seen Kimba the White Lion, so it's the same thing. <laughs> Basically. They set sail. Um, it wasn't as dark and stormy as it looked, but it is dark and stormy. Uh, and the seas are rough, but they make it to the island that I did not write the name of. Uh, I, I think don't it's remember called, what it's called. I think it's called Benjamin. <laughs> Maybe. Or I think it's actually Benjama or something like that. I'll tell you that the monster's accent really had me struggling to hear what he was saying. Oh, I have no idea what he said at any given point. Everybody had a weird accent in this. But they sail up to this island. It's mostly like rock spires. And there is a like one of the rings of Saturn hovering around it. Yeah, it's like shielded by these rocks. Yeah, just floating asteroids every which way that only look to go up maybe 30 to 40 feet. Yeah. Later, they will be described as going up to the heavens. Which well, is not what we're seeing here. The, but that's fine. I think he says the drafts from them go up to the heavens, which oh. would imply that they're like whirling so quickly that they create updrafts. Okay, I guess but that that also doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, even if that did make sense, even if that was a thing that it created enough wind that nothing could get through it, there is a very, very easy to to maneuver through uh, security flaw in yeah. this. And we're about to exploit it. Yeah. They want to sail through, but they're like, well, we don't have an option, or there's not an opening to get through the asteroid ring. Uh, or there is an opening, but it's like a small, tight window or something. I don't know. But yeah, there's a little hole, and they can't get the ship through it. And Ren is willing to smash the boat through it, but it doesn't work. And everybody uh, falls down as it gets repelled by the rocks. So they drop anchor. After Niddler got knocked off when the boat came to a halt, when he comes up, he's got weird like, parasites on him, like the goddamn face huggers from Alien. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I do not care for it. It's gross and icky. It's very icky. But uh, Ren recognizes this thing immediately and is like, well, these bitches are full of air. We can use them as scuba suits. Or snorkels, I guess, would be more accurate. And then doesn't hesitate, slaps it on his face, and jumps right the fuck in. I I don't know how he... Like, do you bite into it and breathe through its lungs? I'll tell you this, it can't be more than, like, a liter of air, which is not going to sustain you for that long. No, what it... 
what it seems to be is that it like is scared and blows a bubble around your face as you slam into it. Because there's like a transparent bubble over their face while the rest of it wraps around their head. Like the alien from Aliens. Yeah, but with a bubble that they can see through. And it's not raping your face. No, like the- it's letting you breathe. What a weird parasite to exist. Yeah. But I mean, good thing it did. I guess so. And everybody's just cool with it, so they all wear their gross parasite thingies and they swim under the rocks, which seem to be extremely easy to do. Yeah. Like, you could probably hold your breath and just get under there. Yeah. For, the diameter of the rocks aren't that big. You could have just dipped under and been fine. Yeah. But no, we got to see these cool-ass, disgusting vermin that they attached to their heads and everything was cool. They slip right off like a fucking stocking cap. Like a, yeah. like a ski mask. There's no fight. These organisms are specifically designed to help people swim underwater. Guess so. I, there, there's no defense on their part. It doesn't make any sense. But when they get to the other side, Ren perches up on a rock as though he's the Little Mermaid. Yep. Uh, <laughs> a lot of Little Mermaid energy in this. The whole thing. It's weird. And he's like, we did it. Okay, cool, I guess. He's just got a big boner for this bell adventure that his ghost water dad sent him on. <laughs> sure does. He'll really just do whatever his daddy says to, even yeah. though he never knew him. So Ren uh, and the gang start heading into the to the island, and then a pair of fellas with extremely long earlobes come out and uh, shoot him with uh, tuning fork waves. This This society... Um, and kind of the, the last time we found a hidden society or whatever, it gives me like real strong, uh, Star Wars EU vibes. Like in the novels, they, the heroes would always end up on some weird planet and have to learn. You get like half a chapter about like the ways of these people and like their weird looks like, oh, they got long earlobes, but they're kind of human. And it, it's, uh, it just gives me that. And they, they did away with that, uh, canon for a reason. <laughs> They've got uh, top knots and super long earlobes. And big fat, fatty deposits on the back of their neck. Yeah. And somewhat on their face. Yeah, There's not, a lot not, going on. They're not not Twi'leks, but they're not Twi'leks. Yeah. Twi'leks are sexy. Well, the ladies are. The men generally are grotesque. <laughs> Some of the warrior looking ones are okay. Because they just yeah. look like regular humanoids. But the OG. Like big slug men. Bib Fortuna, he's uh, he's the yuckiest. That dude's never missed a meal. No, well, uh, and we know that because most recently we've seen him very fat. Yeah. At the end of uh, Mando season two. It's been a minute since I've seen it. I oh, believe it was, you, but I it do was the post credit scene, and Boba Fett comes in and he's like, "Yo, dead." Uh I remember you... that happening. I oh, don't okay. remember any spe- specifics. I was about to be really upset that I did that you managed to not know there was a post credit scene for a whole year. <laughs> no, nah, because he goes and sits on the chair, right? Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Ming No Wen stands next to him, and they're like, "Yeah, we're in charge now, or whatever." Yeah, that show comes out this month. Next month comes out next month. I, I think it comes out soon. We get Hawkeye. First I'm sorry. And then are, that. are you asking me about a date, or are you just thinking out loud? Because thinking out loud, thinking out loud. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot got... to keep straight in my head. 
I've got a pretty solid, reliable history of not knowing anything about dates. Eternals comes out this week. That's all you need to know right now. I'll fill you in later as more things are released. That I did know because I kept hearing people say, I ordered tickets to the Eternals. Was, oh, it's out already? And I was disappointed to find out that no, in fact, was not. Why are people ordering tickets this far in advance? I guess so. I, I mean, assumed that it was already out because why would you pre-order the ticket to the Marvel franchise that nobody knows anything about? Right. I don't know. Uh, like, that could be a thing that they just get paid to tweet, though, so it stirs up interest, I guess. Could be. I don't remember where I heard it, now that I'm thinking about it. But was it from the future? Are you having those maybe. dreams again? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was awake. Oh, okay. It's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. The Eternals is like being psyched. I, When they said there was going to be a Big Hero 6 movie, I was like, why? Or <laughs> I mean, they did great, but like... Yeah, I was going to say, how'd that turn out for you? You love that movie. I do love that movie. But, like, if I were to pick a franchise that Marvel, uh, that I would assume would have been made into an animated film, it would not have been Big Hero 6. (laughs) There's so many other teams, like the Runaways, who are specifically designed for children. You know, Big Hero 6 worked out, though. It did. It's a great movie, and I love it dearly. Uh, So hopefully the Eternals will as well. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. And then uh, Spider-Man shortly after that. I didn't know anything about uh, Shang-Chi, and I really enjoyed that movie. Me too. And it had my favorite MCU character in it. Trevor Slattery. Oh. No, Trevor. (laughs) The Mandarin. Yeah, from Iron Man 3. And the dragon. Hopefully people people have seen that and we're not ruining the surprise. I mean, it's, I don't think it's in theaters anymore, so it's like, that's on you. That's true. I mean, they kept it a secret, but also Ben uh, Kingsley showed up to the premiere. So it's like, how <laughs> how much of a surprise did they want this to be? <laughs> I mean, I guess for regular I mean, people who aren't constantly here's on the, the thing, like though. me. It could have just been Ben Kingsley showing up and then be like, yeah, dude, come on in. I would believe well, that if they were, if that was the lie they told. I would have believed it. That, that paired with the all hail the king um, one shot being the only one shot they've ever released on disney plus though really <laughs> really painted a vivid picture for me yeah that's fair <laughs> the uh tuning fork spears that these guys have can do like telekinesis they can do whatever they of. want i think what they're trying to say is that the sound waves are picking people up okay that makes sense it makes enough sense yeah uh, so for this show <laughs> so they're brought into town uh, there's a whole dome culture here, and uh, Ren does the same drivel. He's been telling everybody he's met so far. I'm the yeah. son of Primus. Please believe no Primus? me. I have no proof of that. The uh, only people than... who the only people who immediately believe him are people who have banged his dad, and they recognize <laughs> the eyes. Yeah, can never unbang that drum. Hey-o. Oh yeah, you do, you do look like a guy he used to fuck. Yeah. He was a king, wasn't he? <laughs> I went to he I went to pre- this benevolence all over my face. That's right. <laughs> I went the prequel series to this. This was real horny Primus, just out <laughs> sown his wild oats, just laying pipe all over. Uh, r- what is this rule? Uh, the the treasures of rule. It's, is rule the, the name of the place? I don't remember anymore. The planet has a name, Miralax. 
No, I've got no, too no. many D&D names in my head to, to reliably say a fantasy world's name. Yeah. All I know is Star Wars words, so I feel you, dog. They're basically the same. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, leader, long-eared guy, um, obviously doesn't believe that at first. And uh, Ren's just yelling, I need to go ring your bell. <laughs> Let me ring your bell. And they're like, there is no bell. Now get out of here. clearly a lie. So eventually, King What's-His-Name shoots them all with, I don't know, tuning fork energy. And tells them to leave. So they go to do so. Uh, uh, the planet is called Myrrh, which makes sense because it's Myrrh. a water planet. Like mermaid. Right. That does make sense. Also, he doesn't tell them to leave. He sends them to the still room. Right. Okay. Which I thought leave, was... Because they can't get through the... the right. The rocks. I thought the still room it's was going to be... I thought the still room was going to be where they make whiskey. Still could be. I guess that's true. Uh, no, the still room, I assumed, was going to be a lot more torturous than it is. Instead, they're just standing alone in a room underneath a big dome. Uh, I assumed that was they were going to be like held still by like slime or shackles or something. But no, they're but just they, left alone to their own devices. Well, they have to stand still or the bars show up. Right. If you make a noise, uh, energy but not, bars but not shoot talking. out of the floor. You can talk. It's fine. Yeah, that's weird. But if you make a, a noise from moving, yeah, I as think, though you got trapped in a floor fountain, like <laughs> the bars think, will shoot up. I think Tuli even says uh, it hears the movement. Yeah. You got to walk does. irregularly like those uh, worms in Dune. Sure. I haven't yet. seen Dune yet. Everyone else will understand it. We'll talk about Dune later. <laughs> I have opinions. I'm planning to go see it. I just haven't yet. Uh, yeah, they... Um, they're all... I Remember that game, Kerplunk? I imagine it's a lot like that. Uh, that was a good game. High yeah. stakes. <laughs> Sticks and marbles. Yeah. Ios tries to cut the bars? Yeah. Or something? Uh, but he can't because they're not real. They're energy. Um, well, and he has to move to do it. And it hears the which movement. Which triggers them. Yeah. But you know what doesn't trigger when you do it is Ecomancy. Yeah, Ecomancy Lightning. <laughs> right. So Tula electrocutes the floor. Um, and that works. Everybody else is able to go. It's like, oh, so you're just going to leave her in the bars? I, for a second, <laughs> I thought, yeah, that might be what happened. Ren does seem very single-minded in this moment. So yeah. that would have made sense. Uh, but no, she's able to levitate and gently drift over. And eventually Ren pulls her out of the bar area. And she's all sleepy and shit, but just for a second. Yeah. It was enough to knock her out. Then uh, Ren gently brushes her cheek until she wakes up, and it's very sensual. Very. You know what's weird is uh, they didn't take the sword away from Ayaz. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that this is, is fine. You can keep your sword. It won't work I know in that the these bars. Room. Uh, you can surely poke through these bars, but it's not like you're going to throw a sword at us. Swords are for swinging, not throwing. Yeah. Yeah, they escape. <laughs> and uh, they start sneaking around, as you do when you escape uh, a prison. Uh, I believe Nidler is still complaining and wanting to just leave, because he's the smartest of them sometimes. Sometimes. Like when he wants a pie. He should have just stole that pie. Yeah. 
it's just like taking off a windowsill. That's a free pie. Yeah. They uh, they make it to the area where they think the bell is. There's two guards, and Ayaz, uh, they lure one guard into a, uh, a bush and then beat the shit out of him and leave him for dead, and then they go <laughs> attack these other two guards. It's very brutal, the beating. Uh, probably. We know, we'll never see it. Or the man, so. I like to write my own stories for in-between stuff. Is it all about Ren coming to grips with all the murders he's done? Yeah. Ayaz picks up his tuning fork spear and tuning fork blasts the two guards that were blocking the door. Apparently, these these uh, spears can be wielded by literally everyone. Uh, I mean, I guess if you live in this weird secret society, why would you make them so other people can't use them? I guess for this okay. reason. Yeah. I mean, there is that, but I, there isn't much to operating a tuning fork other than hitting it on a thing and then it produces sound. So maybe speaking it is just really hitting, easy. Speaking of hitting it on a thing. They run inside. Uh, Ren just find, happens to find a, uh, a tuning fork spear next to the bell. It's the bell ringing uh, one. I guess so. I, I would, have, would have assumed it would be more like a mallet, like you'd have with a bass drum or a gong. Because it seems like a, a weird idea to just hit it with a spear. It's especially weird to hit a bell that has a Halloween decoration glued to it. Yeah, there's a big demon on it. Uh, Ren is not deterred by this in any way. No, but... by how fucking spooky the bell is. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a paralysis demon. Yeah. Um, Tula recognizes the spooky face as the spooky face from the uh, from earlier that appeared on the mast somehow. And I had a comparison for what this monster looks like, but I no longer remember what it was. <laughs> oh, it, it looks as though it's a one of those monster fish you find at the bottom of the sea, of the bottom oh, of the yeah. ocean. Though every now and then we're like, Jesus Christ, that exists? Yeah, it's... it's oh, why does that exist? Why are all of its teeth needles? Um, one of those. Yeah. But Ren is not impressed or scared of the demon bell, so he smacks it. It's very loud, and then the demon that was imprinted on it comes to life. And then Ren's like, ah, oh, fuck me. <laughs> I, I, I done bonered this up. The demon picks Ren up and Tula goes to help. And Ayas is like, yeah, don't. Nope. 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 <laughs> Not doing that. We'll collect his bones later. <laughs> and the monster starts screaming in his face. This monster has a real dumb Power Rangers-y name. Do you remember what it is? Because uh, I'm, tr I'm trying to find Corruptus? it. Corruptus? Is that it? Cor yeah, that's it. It sound it's either Power Rangers or Planet Tears fight it because it corrupts the land or whatever. But it's it's a first draft name for sure. One that they were very proud of. <laughs> yeah. Got it in one, bitches. Corruptus. That's it. It is five o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. Ren is like, what the hell, man? You were supposed to this was supposed to kill the Blackwater. And Corruptus starts yelling at him. He's like, no, you idiot. Of course it wasn't. He's like, but my dad told me so. <laughs> and Tula and Ayaz are doing nothing. Tula, I will accept that she's tired from using her egomancy. I mean, she did try and stop him. But that, yeah, that's yeah. all she did. For whatever reason, Corruptus decides to go ahead and tell Ren his whole plot and how he tricked him. He's like, yeah, I was your dad. I appeared to you and told yeah. you to ring the bell. So now I'm free. <laughs> somehow, idiot. Somehow I took control of that compass and made it show you a water ghost yeah also i was able to psychically project myself out so both you and tula were able to see me yeah and then he does turn into a donkey which is the animator's subtle way of calling ren an ass which mm -hmm. i find pretty yes. good yes 
It's very subtle. <laughs> in a not-so-subtle way. As a child, I wouldn't have, have gotten it. I, yeah, I would have been like, that donkey scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, because he is just cackling in his demon voice. I mean, he is kind of scary. He's a scary design. It's real gross. He's got four arms that are webbed. So he's got, like, two sets of wings and big... And there's, like, two fingers on each wing, so he's got eight total claws, and he's got weird legs and a demon tail. It, like I said, he's a paralysis demon. Yeah. And then Captain uh, uh, Earlobe Leader comes in, and he yells, Ah, fuck. Yeah. I knew we should have done something to mute that bell. We yeah. should have filled it with pillows or something. <laughs> or just destroyed it. Or um, just don't don't hang it. You can't ring yeah. a bell if it's just on the ground. You'll probably get a ding out of it, but like, yeah, it's not going to ring like a bell rings. Yeah, there's no vibration. You'll get a sound, but not a vibration, which yeah, I think is you, the bell. If you had done anything to contain the vibrations, it would have been better than doing nothing. Yeah. Especially, why would you leave anything to strike the bell with nearby, you idiots? That's a great question. Yeah, it was right there next to it. Tula takes that guy's spear and runs over to go do a thing, and uh, the monster asks, well, demands the compass from Ren, and Ren's like, no, you can't have it, and then takes it off, which is the dumbest movie could have made Yep. in that moment. If you at least leave it tied to your neck, you can at least hold it there, and he'll have to <laughs> struggle with you a little bit, but instead, he just has to pry it out of your dead hand, which won't be that yeah. hard. Tula runs over, and she just... Either stabs him in the tail or hits him with the, the spear. I'm not sure which. But Ren is dropped to the ground. And then Earlobes runs under the bell and says, Get under the bell! It's safe-ish here. The demon won't touch the bell or he'll get sucked inside it again. It's like, well, that seems like you should just melt the bell down and turn it into spears, right? With bullets. I mean, you got tuning fork spears. Just do that with this bell metal, <laughs> I guess. But he's right. The, the monster does not want to touch the bell. It's a nasty but he thing. does want that compass. Ayaz and the two goons from outside come and they shoot him with uh, tuning fork lasers that sound exactly like blaster bolts from Star Wars. <laughs> and then the demon's like, you know what? Actually, fuck this. I just woke up. I need some coffee. I'm going to go do that. I'll see you bitches later. Yeah, and he but I'll be flies back. out of the ceiling. There's a nice skylight at the top or some sort of <laughs> dome structure that he just crashes yeah. through. Impressive strength. Well, he's a demon. Sure, but that body looks heavy to move around. I really like when he starts flying. He really flaps his wings a lot, and it looks very stupid. Yeah. Well, it, it takes a lot to get that body off the ground. Yeah. It's very heavy. It does. At one point, Ren calls him a reptile or something, or a lizard or something like that, and those are notoriously heavy. So having fucked up so severely, Emperor Earlobes brings him back to the main chamber, and he starts explaining the whole deal. He he's like, I believe you now. You stupid, stupid dumbass. Yeah, here's a bit of a history lesson. Yeah. Luckily, he has a viewing globe. <laughs> which sounds like a joke, but it's actually on an axis. It's got a, a, yeah. a suspension that a globe would have. And it's you can hear stories through it. And uh, Commander Earlobes starts telling us the story about Blackwater. Or where, Darkwater. And I keep calling it Blackwater. From. That's different. We know it's bad, but we don't know why it's bad. And now yeah. we're kind of going to learn how and why. He starts saying, like, everybody knows Blackwater, it, but nobody knows that it comes from the center of the Earth where it's produced. Yeah. Or no, everybody knows it comes from the center of the Earth, but we don't know who yes. makes it. Yeah. It's the piss of a monster. <laughs> In essence. So at this point, I was like, so it's the Earth's response 
or uh, this version of the Earth's response to the shitty people that live on it, and it's the Earth trying to kill everyone. Okay, I'm I on the so. Blackwater side now. Because <laughs> honestly, fuck humans. And the, uh, but the... no, it's the... I forget what this thing's name is. I know, I was just going to say, it's the Dark something. The Dark... The Dark Dweller. Dark Dweller, yeah. He looks and... like... He looks like Tim Curry's character from Ferngully. <laughs> he does? I was going to say it looks like a mix between seaweed and clayface, but yours makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I don't know if where he's at is underwater. I don't think so, because I, I think that there is water, but he's drifting around as though he's seaweed and underwater. I think um, he's like goop or smog. It's an, it's, surely it's an environmental uh, allegory of some yeah, sort. Yeah, for sure. Not allegory, illusion. I think allegory. I, I think know. allegory is right. An allegory is like a story, though. The monster itself wouldn't be an allegory. We're, this isn't a smart podcast. This isn't for smarts. Yeah, but I tried to sound smart. Keep yeah, up the I facade. I've, I've known you long enough to know you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, even though you pretend. I know a lot about a lot, just like not when I'm talking. I need to organize my thoughts. But yeah, so this monster is the one that's producing dark water by shitting it out or whatever, and it's kept in the the eternal abyss by a seal made up of the 13 treasures. And uh, we get a, a shot of basically the, <laughs> you know, the portal that's at the bottom of the ocean in Pacific rim. It's yes. basically that. So there's multicolored treasures around it. And uh, uh, there's like a, a veiny seal keeping it in check. But then the dark dweller just like, he can't get through this seal, right? Except he can because he causes a fissure that fucks up the seal yeah. and uh, re and releases the, the treasures, the 13 treasures of rule. For some reason, even though the seal is now officially broken, even though he got around it in the first place, he doesn't leave, but he sends Corruptus out. And also the black water, dark water, yeah. the dark water. Well, he sends Corruptus to take all 13 of the treasures and hide them. Right, which is dumb also. Why wouldn't you just destroy them? Or even keep them together because then you can like keep yeah. all of them in one spot and, and make sure them. that they're not getting picked up and taken somewhere. But didn't but not so, so Primus must have found them all? Or some of them? Someone found somebody set that up. That wasn't established. Primus has uh his roles it starts now where he's gathering them. Well, because he had those the captains or whatever that like got sent out to find stuff or they were doing something yeah but they only collected like seven of them okay so because like that one lady had it on her hat <laughs> mother monkey bird yes is that who it was i was thinking the other lady yes J jessica walter yeah did she have one no it her, she did just, not have one she just had a jewel but it was unrelated could have been okay I mean, she may have had one in at one point, but she became a prisoner pretty shortly thereafter. And then one of them but was no. just under the boat. <laughs> That's right. So Corruptus just takes them and flies around and just throws them. He's not yeah. even keeping track of where he's throwing them, which is the no. stupidest thing. This, uh, these, the Treasures of Rule have real Zeo Crystal uh, vibes going on. Well, kinda, the Zeo kinda. Crystal was kept in one specific spot on the moon, and then it was taken apart and thrown into different sections of time to keep the Power Rangers from getting them. Oh, I thought it was to keep Zed from getting them. I don't really know what's well, going on. You're referring to the comics. I'm referring to the show. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, the comics is what I've been reading a lot of. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, if you recall, the Zeal crystals have very specific shapes. Yes. Uh, and they are slightly different. <laughs> I, I, they're kind of retconning what the Zeal crystals are and do. Okay. And we're probably leading up to, for a changeover from Mighty Morphin to Zeo. In the comics? Probably. Yeah. We got to get through this I mean, Eltarian war first. Yeah. I mean, why else would you introduce the Zeo crystals if I not guess, to eventually well, switch it over? Yeah, but that, I feel like that doesn't make the same money as having, you know, the Power Rangers that we know on the cover. Yeah, it might, though. You never know. I mean, I'm going to keep reading it. It's been very There are good. some kids who grew up in the Zeo Rangers were their first Rangers. I guess that's true. Every season is somebody's favorite season. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Everybody has a certain stupid nostalgia that'll keep them blind from seeing how shitty something really is. I don't know what you're talking about, Scott. <laughs> so, my major problem with this backstory is that Primus has this compass, right? Yes. Why? Like, <laughs> who gave it to... Why, why is it attuned to the treasures? Why would he have had it? That's a great question. Why would question. it exist in the first place? Yep. I is don't it know. in and of itself one of the is it like the 14th treasure of rule the one that brings them all together it must be something like that because there is a little gem set inside the compass yeah. between the two like koi or whatever it's that's etched in there because it doesn't make sense to have existed until they like the stuff was stolen right but like i it doesn't make any fucking sense but we see primus collecting the treasures and uh corruptus is trying to stop him and doing a real shit job of it <laughs> he's kept away by not that sharp looking spears they look like fire pokers so what are you doing man well he's never seen a spear before he'd been underground he's scared <laughs> i mean he's got pointy claws he knows what points do i guess that's true but eventually primus gets sick of his shit and goes to wherever we are now. I forget the name of this island. The Benjamin Island. Right. Because he knew about the bell of the first sound, which is, I will grant them, a pretty cool name for a thing. Yes. Um, and for whatever reason, he knew that this demon would get trapped in it if it touched it. So he uh, Well, if it the touched compass. it and then you ring it? I don't know. Like, they keep saying specifically if he touches it, but like... If you are that close to a bell, it'll fuck your shit up. Like, yeah. a bell of that size will hurt you. It will deafen <laughs> you and hurt you. It'll melt your organs. It will shake your bones loose. <laughs> Emperor Earlobes is there to ring the bell, and the demon touches it, and then he gets put in the bell. And that's, uh, you know, the origin of the demon being in the bell, and also kind of dark water. Yes. And Ren's like, well, I really fucked that up. What if we put the thing back in the bell? Yeah. Well, first the earlobe guy is like, I got to take this. I got to take this compass from you. It's too dangerous. And Ren's yeah. like, it's my you're, compass. Let's do it my way. Let's put the thing in the bell. You're too irresponsible to wield it. You've lost it like eight times. Yeah. You keep dropping it over the edge of the boat. <laughs> That's how he got so good at diving. How many times has Bloth touched this thing? I can smell the stink of Bloth on this. Yeah. They're discussing, they're like, well, the demon's definitely still here because of the swirling rocks and the updrafts. He couldn't have gotten past it. We know yeah. that because of reasons, even though he definitely 100% could swim under it. 
Yes, we've seen him underwater swimming. Yes, and we saw these fools swim in, so it wouldn't yeah. be that hard. I imagine he swims a lot like a stingray. Exactly like a stingray. Ren is like, but what if we don't do that? And like he's going to come back for the compass. We can use it as bait. And Emperor Earlobes just tells him that you're bad at this. Let me do it. Uh, and then Ren has another impassioned speech about trust or whatever. Yeah. Which, for whatever reason, convinces Emperor Earlobes. And it, sh- it should. This, this asshole came into your place and <laughs> fucked up your whole day. Like, this is. He is an idiot. Do not listen to this child. <laughs> a week ago, he was a lighthouse keeper. He doesn't know anything yeah. about adventuring. Look at the company he keeps. <laughs> Three separate idiots. A bird who's super horny for melons. Uh, a guy who's. I mean. He's found a conscience, but given the opportunity, he's going to rob you blind. And uh, an ecomancer who justifiably should be leading this team. Yes. But sure enough, we cut outside. Uh, Corruptus is looking at the the tower that has the, the bell and presumably the compass in it. Uh, he's remarking to himself about how he needs to get that shit. And he's going <laughs> to go do it. Logically, they put the bell... On- uh, they put the compass under the bell exactly like they did the first time around. And the demon man is like, I'm not, that's, yeah, that's how I got trapped the first time. I'm going to not deal with that. Yeah, I'm not a knucklehead. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I'll fucking murder your whole family. Yeah, look at me. We cut over to the bay where there is an earlobe man fishing. And he's using a three-pronged tuning fork, not a trident, to uh, telekinesis fish out of the water. Yeah. Which... Seems unsporting, but also much more effective than fishing. Yeah, I mean, if, you ha- if you're trying to feed people, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> fishing blows. <laughs> yes. Spearfishing is probably doubly hard because you have to account for the water refracting light. And also, what if you lose your damn spear? But still probably more fun. Absolutely. Um, and then the demon comes over and tackles this guy for no reason. Traps him in a net. Net number two. Uh, right. Of the uh, episode. And then he steals this man's anchor that is conveniently shaped like a grappling hook. It's I mean, most anchors anchor. are. Yeah. But this one especially is. So he brute strengths, uh, he drops down the anchor, hooks the bell with it, and then carries the bell out of the tower, which is extremely impressive. Yeah, it's a good plan. It is. And also, he's extraordinarily strong. Yes. Um, As monsters so, oft are. Yeah, this is a good monster. I assumed that the monster was just going to throw that shit in the ocean, because that would make sense. It's going to be harder to recover, and you certainly yeah. won't be able to like ring it while it's under there in a way that he'll be able to hear it. But instead, he just throws that damn thing right into like the center of town. I was like, it's, it's clearly still available to them, dude. What are you doing? He crashes, he just Kool-Aid mans through a wall. He grabs, he knocks everybody down and he takes the pendant uh, compass. It's like, I did it. I win, bitches. <laughs> and then uh, he gets a net thrown over him. Net number three, baby. Now, to his credit, he isn't immediately disabled by it. No, um, he's better at nets than everyone else. He's too tall for it. And he's also still flying somehow. Yeah. Uh, 
then Ren and company pop out. They're like, we tricked you, bitch. You're trapped in a net. Now touch that bell. And the monster's just not really having it. He shreds the net. Uh, and everybody's like, well, that didn't go according to plan. No. And he flies away with the compass. Uh, but wouldn't you know it, things are going according to plan. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, it'll take a while for them to tell us. Yeah. I mean, you can so, probably guess it. But... Yeah. So uh, the Ren and uh, Emperor Earlobes and the crew of the, the Wraith go to the edge of town. Emperor Earlobes opens a hole for the rocks, and Nidler takes Ren to go grab the treasures, which at this point I was like, you fucking idiots. They're the safest they could be right now. Because they're beyond the rocks that apparently he can't get through. They're safe from uh, Corruptus, but all Bloth has to do is casually sail by and go, there's the ship, let's get on it and search it. Those should be in his asshole at all times. Yeah. Keister one in each one of your crew members. Like, (laughs) That's so many rocks in your asshole. Not if each one takes a rock. Well, I mean, I guess eventually when you get all 13. Yeah, Yeah, that's so many rocks. It just seems Um, irresponsible, hidden or not, to leave them on that ship unattended. Yeah, absolutely. And also, if they're on the ship, why aren't they constantly being laser beamed by the uh, compass? I guess that's a... uh... Well, here's the... (laughs) We'll get to it. Nidler flies run over... um, and uh, the second that uh, the, the, the rock wall has a hole in it, Corruptus is wearing the pendant. It shoots a laser beam at the, uh, at the wraith where the treasures are. So either it shoots at the nearest uh, treasure to you uh, or the most recent or the next one in the line of treasures that is closest to you, I guess. Or maybe it just knows what your heart desires and it knows what you're looking for. I don't think that's it because it's only ever shot at uh, the treasures, except for when it's shot at the water and Primus projection came out. Right. So I don't know. There's no rules. But it's maybe. Fine. Maybe that explains why Primus had this magic compass. Maybe it was a magic compass from other things. Maybe it was like the Elstones of Shannara, where it shows you what you need to see. And right now they uh-huh. need to see the treasures of rule. So once uh-huh. they find or them Johnny all, Depp's they... compass. Yeah. That shows you the most expensive thing to you or precious thing to you. <laughs> Real life Johnny Depp has the one that shows you the most expensive thing to you. And then he <laughs> buys it. That dude loves accessories. We should stop putting him in things. I'm tired of seeing him. <laughs> well, good news, Sky. He's not going to be in the third movie we don't want to see. Uh, Grindelwald does Dumbledore stuff. Fantastic Beasts and where yeah, to find them, it. except that's not really central to the plot anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to have to wrap up five movies in this third one because uh, they're not making any money and they've already kicked Johnny Depp off the off of yeah, the series and, so. and also they spent all of the last movie not progressing the plot at all yep so everyone's related to someone or something is what it was about yeah and also magical roofies i guess some major like component that. i don't know i saw it once component. and that was more than enough yeah it's fine 
the first movie was okay. Yeah, it's alright. I didn't, I didn't like it that much. But I didn't it love it, fine. but yeah, it's fine. Anyway, Corruptus flies over to the ship, because of course he does. Uh, Nibbler doesn't really stand up to him, because he's a hungry coward. Yeah, they should give Nibbler a gun. At least he would have some protection. <laughs> yeah. He does get splashed. Um, apparently, Ren keeps the treasures underneath a loose floorboard on the ship. I, which baffles me in and of itself. Like, can you have a loose floorboard on a ship? I think an upper floorboard, yes. Okay. Like, because there's levels just, of a ship. I guess I just never really thought of how thick the floors would be. I didn't expect, like, a double layer. Maybe it's, like, an insulation thing. Yeah, or storage. You know, Well, you put... it seemed like a... Oh, you mean, like, deliberately for, for storage for, like, yeah, secret yeah, shit? Yeah, secret shit or just, like, regular, like... In another spot, there's, like, an entrance that you could, like, bring cargo in there or something. Mm, could or something. I don't know. But then uh, Ren pops back upstairs, and uh, Corruptus is there, and he yells at him to give him the treasures or whatever. And Ren instead cuts another sail down. Which uh, is net net number four. You need those sails. Stop cutting them down. Like, <laughs> this is two today. What are you doing, man? So... Ren then picks out a fucking hang glider that he had. Yeah. They just haven't had opportunity to show it to us yet. Clearly. I assumed that he would use Nidler, but no, nah, he just abandons Nidler <laughs> uh, and uses that hang glider to get back <laughs> through the rocks and onto the island. Um, sure enough, he lands next to the bell, uh, th- ditches the glider, and then Corruptus lands between him and the bell. He's like, you're not going to get me to touch that bell and also give me the treasures. Ren turns around and runs, which is smart. Yeah, it's the best move you can make. He's not even bringing out his shitty broken sword. Um, instead, he runs into a room and uh, like hides, but the laser from the, the compass shoots through the wall. I didn't know it could do that. Yeah. That's pretty neat. That'll just shoot a, an unbroken, unyielding laser beam. And Kreptus comes over. He's like, look, I can find you. Just give me the damn things. And Ren just throws them on the ground. Is like, yeah, fine. At this point, I knew that, uh, you know, he was obviously had and something else was afoot. And sure enough, Ren picks up one of the tuning fork spears and smashes the wall. And it turns out that this was the bell. It was a different bell the whole time. Yeah. It's like, you should have thrown that shit in the ocean, man. So Corruptus touches the wall on accident, I'm pretty sure. He's yeah, displeased. Yeah, well, it's because the bell is loud and it makes him throw up his little hands and... Yeah. He's got so many little hands. Yeah. Uh, Ren snatches the compass, and Corruptus snatches Ren. He's like, if I'm going in the bell, so are you. And Ren actually does get his hand caught in the metal of the bell. I assumed that it was like a magic bell that like trapped demons and not whoever happened to be touching it. Yeah. Unless, because he's touching Corruptus, he counts as Corruptus too. That might be, because, I mean, otherwise they shouldn't be able to pull him out. Yeah, but I don't remember anybody else touching the bell, so it's hard to say. Yeah. But Ayaz and Tula do run over and pull Ren out of the grasp of Corruptus. Uh, They all hit the ground, and Corruptus uh, fuses back into the bell. They should bury that bell. It doesn't look pleasant. Yeah, it should just fill it in with something. Yeah. Um, But for whatever reason, his image isn't... like pasted to the inside of the bell. I don't know if it's on the outside, but it's, it is. It, last time it w- it was where he was like glued. They're moving it back into the building, and it's it's on oh, the yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
fill it in with something. It's yeah. going to ring again. Fill it with cement or rocks. I mean, maybe that's why they hung it the last time, because they didn't want to set it down and risk it ringing. Instead, they just put it in a tower where there's a, a, <laughs> a very enticing bell and a stick to hit it with. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, they're, they're telekinesing telekinesising it into the, the tower again. And uh, Dr. Earlobes is telling Ren that he did a good job and you are the son of Primus and I believe you are a prince or whatever and I guess I'll outfit you with supplies. And yeah, don't listen to anybody deterring you from getting the treasures of rule because that's the only thing that'll fix this, you stupid, shitty yeah. kid. Don't let any water ghosts change your mind again. <laughs> yeah, knucklehead. And then... Nidler asks for food because, of course, he does. Because he's an asshole. He's hungry. Whatever. Just read the room, dude. He's very excited about melons. Um, That's how it ends. It did end. Jake, you were correct. Yes. What was the most turtle-rific part? Uh, the most turtle-rific part was probably those little monsters that they used to breathe to go underwater, Sky. <laughs> <laughs> the very plot-relevant that we'll never probably see again monsters. Nope. Or it will come under back... the sea, but we're somehow, for some reason, filled with air. Or it will come back so many times. They should really just keep some on the boat. Yeah. For like, emergencies. Have a, have a bucket of them. You're on a water world, and you breathe air. That's the worst situation to be in. <laughs> so, like, maybe keep something that'll keep you from drowning. Yeah. It's just smart. It is smart. So, obviously, they're not going to do it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think that... Uh, Despite his stupid name, Corruptus's design was really cool. Yeah, that's uh, Corruptus is my answer to the next question. So he did do a good job. I do. I love his monster from the bottom of the sea overall look. Yeah, he's cool. He his face kind of has the look of that blobfish that they brought up uh, that ended up looking a lot like Ted Cruz, but like when they're still <laughs> at the bottom of uh, the ocean. He looks like. Um... What's the big scary sleeping beauty demon thing? Uh Oh. Uh He, he has a Maleficent? Name. No, that's the that's the the witch. I don't know who the demon is. Hold on. It's been a long time since I've watched all of Sleeping Beauty though. I don't even think I've ever seen it. I just know that there's a big or it, maybe it's not even Sleeping Beauty. Maybe I'm thinking of a different monster. It kind of looks looks like the face in the mirror in Snow White. It does. Maybe it's in Snow... Maybe Snow White's what I'm thinking of. Because Sleeping Beauty has a dragon. Yep. And Maleficent. And she answers to no man. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Chernabog. He's from um, uh, Fantasia. Fantasia? Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other movie. Yeah. I mean, it's roughly <laughs> the same time period, give or take. <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> but he has a kind of a Chernaboggy face. You know, a demon. Yeah. You so, get it. Uh, who was the most likable or effective character? Well, I think it was Chernabog. I mean, uh, Corruptus. He was he did was a good a, job. He was a good villain. A good uh, break from Bloth. Yeah, it was nice to not see him. Yeah, I find him gross. And just like the his whole deal is the same every time. He just like sails up behind them and is like, "I'm taking those," and then he doesn't. He might for a little while. Well, yeah, he. I guess you're right. He always does take them, and then. Uh, someone trips him, and then yeah, they. He take doesn't them seal back. the deal. No, he's basically the shredder, but somehow less competent. Yeah, less crushed in a garbage truck. 
I mean, comic Shredder is terrifying. Cartoon Shredder is uh, a bit of a joke. Well, let me rephrase that. Ca- or, uh, cartoon from the 80s Shredder is a joke. Where does for the um, most part. original movie Shredder fall in between those two? Uh, terrifying. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a murderer <laughs> and a ninja master. It's a terrible and, combination. Uh, while he appreciates how you fight in the old style, uh, he's got some new tricks. <laughs> Is that Was that written on the back of something you owned? No, but he does compliment the turtles how they fight in the old style, uh, implying that he has new tricks, and then he ah, kicks the shit out of them. I see. And it does lead to one of my favorite lines in all of cinema, where Michelangelo says to the group, at what point did we lose control here? <laughs> And Donatello says the, my second favorite line, where he says, yeah, maybe somebody, somebody should tell him that we're the good guys. That is good. It's excellent writing. I like I like uh, a little too wrath. <laughs> From the second uh, one? Turtles 2, huh? Yeah. Maybe it's not as good of a movie, but it's a funny line. It's certainly not, but it is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the turtles weren't allowed to use their weapons in that one. I'm aware. Sky, I've seen the YouTube videos. I've read the Wikipedia. And you've known me for longer than well, 10 yeah. minutes, so. <laughs> you just, I could have not brought the turtles up and you would have still told me that. <laughs> I tell you that every day. I know. You just text me every morning and remind me. Yeah. Lest you forget. Did you know? I did know, Sky. Uh, I am going to give most likable or effective to Emperor Earlobes because he knew exactly what to do and how to do it. And he did it twice in the episode. Yeah, I think he knows all about bells, and I, I think appreciate this, that. I think the second time was Ren's plan, though. Well, he couldn't have done it without Captain Earlobes. That's absolutely true. He's got tuning forks that do telekinesis or something. That's pretty <laughs> rad. Yeah, that is neat. But yeah. Uh, so what'd you do for a pop culture palette clay? Well, Sky, uh, the biggest thing, as previously mentioned, is I saw Dune. Yes. You know Dune? Um, I know of it. So if you're going to see it, uh, let me, for starters, make this suggestion. I, I mean, absolutely see it in the theater because it's gigantic and looks very good. Don't see it at the, if you're going to see it, you know, in your hometown where I live. Don't see it at the Medview in their big new theater because they just remodeled that place and it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's clean. The big theater has this sound system that will melt your intestines and your stomach and your liver <laughs> like it's so loud it was too loud for two and a half hours that's fun yeah and when i'm like this is too loud you know it's too loud yeah because you've ruined yourself for yeah. that sort of thing i'm very loud person and i was like i don't know about this um so i didn't love dune i didn't hate dune i was just sort of there for dune and it starts off really well but it just stays sort of at the same pace and even when the exciting things happen they're quick and then it's back to the same pace i don't know i still don't know how i feel um it's very much the book and the book is the same way where you're like oh something's happening and then there's a lot of stuff in between the happening (laughs) and i don't think it helped that i read the book because i spent a lot of time thinking I wonder where they're going to end this. Is this where they're going to end it? Nope, it's still going. Oh, they're going to end it here. Is this no. supposed to be a trilogy, or is this just a two movie? Two of them. And uh, we're officially getting a second one, so you don't have That's to good. worry. I know you were going to worry. I was, and do. 
but yeah, everyone else really loved it, and I was like, it's fine. Yeah, I I have no investment in the property, so I'm going in with a with almost no knowledge. Well, and that's I asked Katie because I'd read it and she had she was like, it's nice just to go into something not knowing what anything is or like just yeah. enjoying a movie. And I was like, I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't do that. You've never experienced that. No, I did once and I didn't care for it. <laughs> Which one was that? It was Central Intelligence starring The Rock and Kevin Hart. That is not the movie I would have guessed. Oh, well, I hated it. Oh, weird. <laughs> Who made you watch that? Uh, Katie. Well, Katie's friends it. picked it. Um, we right. both did not like it. I don't think it was a well-regarded movie. I, I feel like the first three movies we saw together were uh, the second Michael Bay Ninja Turtles, which isn't great. Um, no. The uh, Central Intelligence and um, The Last Born Identity, which was really bad. <laughs> I think you'll remember me having a lot of opinions about the Ninja Turtle movie. Uh, I don't think you would. That doesn't sound like something you would do. I was I was quite annoyed in the theater. I mean, it I didn't. To me, I didn't see the first one, but I liked that one. It was okay. I'm never gonna watch it again. <laughs> well, um, it was weird to me that uh, Tyler Perry's performance was probably the most convincing in the movie. I don't even remember um, who he was. He was Baxter Stockman. Oh. Uh, and also the line where he said that every human has residual animal DNA like rhinos <laughs> or warthogs in them made me actually throw my hands up in the theater. I, I was like, fuck. I was so mad. <laughs> I'll accept a lot of shenanigans, but that fucking made me angry. It's the last animal you 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 touched, right? Or something. Well, uh, genetically speaking, there would only be like ape DNA, uh, but the mutagen is supposed to work on the last animal you touched. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thought. It it made me mad. <laughs> well, good news, Sky. It can't hurt you anymore. It's over. They're it's gonna... not true. It still exists. I have well, to kill it. Yeah, but they're not going to make any more of those. They're going to try again. Yeah, that's better. Uh, Sky, what did you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? I'll be real with you. I don't remember. This week is kind of blurry. That's fair. I did get a trade paperback of uh, the manga version of Legend of Zelda Manjora's Mask. And I oh, read yeah? That. It's pretty good. Is it translated um, or did you learn to read J- Japanese? Yeah, I learned Japanese. It's super oh. easy. I can't believe you didn't uh, mention that. Yeah. Well, I don't like to brag. Yeah, you're not a show off. Um, I can only say, I wish I could say something in Japanese that would make it sound like I knew what I was saying, yeah, but I know, like, two words and maybe a phrase. You should have, you should learn that just in case. Done asuka na desu ka? No, that's uh, not it. It's basically, that phrase, the phrase I'm trying to say is, what is it? But I don't even it's remember. So, it sounded phrase. like, it sounded like Spanish to me. Ah, well, that's because of my terrible pronunciation. Ah. I know arigato is uh, thank you. Yeah. You know, because and... of that. That song. that song yeah that'll do it yeah i i liked it. it it kind of did not encapsulate the uh the experience of the game but i suppose it would be boring to read uh about a character who's just walking through and flipping switches to solve a puzzle yeah so i get it but he didn't like even pick up any of the equipment that he gets in the game no well which i thought was odd maybe the game's different there 
I don't <laughs> I don't think that's true. Oh well, okay. Seems like seems like it'd be a weird thing for them to to do. Yeah. Um, but that's probably I I'm sure there were other things, but yeah, like I said, it's been a week. Um, yeah. but I think that'll probably do it for this one. Oh, you've done it. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Um, you can rate and review on whatever podcast app you do uh, your podcasts on if you want to, or if you don't, that's also fine. You can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. Did someone tell you you don't pronounce that good enough that you <laughs> mutter your way through it? No. Okay. No one, no one Sky, enunciate that. your uh, your Twitter handle for heaven's sake. Yeah, it sounded like there was a space in there I, I enunciated so hard. Yeah. I've never heard you enunciate. I was taken aback. <laughs> clearly you this you mentioned it so yeah oh and i guess we do ads now so if you want to advertise you could do that <laughs> is there gonna be there's uh, gonna be one on this one maybe i oh, don't know cool. how long the campaign is but well good for us i genuinely didn't do a lot of research because they kind of told me that it was happening and didn't ask so i said okay <laughs> i think i agreed at one point yeah there uh when i was setting up the new uh the new podcast feed they're like, do you want to do ads? And I said, sure. And then it, this is the first time in like the year and a half we've been on bottom Podbean where it became a thing. So, huh. but whatever, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but thank you guys very much. Uh, we'll see you next week with whatever the next one is. You sent me a link to the where you have the episodes, and I wonder what the title is. Oh, it's yeah. So you got that? Panacea, I think. True. It'll be that one. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Defund the police. Black Lives Matter. And stay frosty, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. Bye.